Adam's going mild, but Adam is mild. Me and you are going much. Adam's going. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Logan. are combined going at an eleven. We're going lukewarm. <laughs> you guys, well, welcome back, everybody. It's the Brass Tags Podcast, Go episode thirty-three. We're your hosts, Rick and Adam. I'm Rick. Okay. That's Adam. Over there being mysterious and silent as usual. He's mad because we called him lukewarm. <laughs> and we're joined always by the uh, beautiful and talented intern, Logan. Hello. And we have a very special uh, show planned for you today. We are going to be playing the uh, COVID Trail Escape from Denver 2020 survival strategy game created by yours truly. Who's that? What? Huh? Did you say who's that? Yeah. That would be me. Oh. And so... Oh, well, s- yeah, I know. I was, you know. I spent a, uh, yeah, I know you're, you're fucking with me. <laughs> I spent a decent amount of time uh, creating and writing this whole fucking scenario, so I'm pretty excited to play this scenario. out. Scenario. Scenario. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> but um, so we, we did a little test run of this last week and uh, had a blast playing it, and uh, we have since figured out all of our audio issues that we were having, and so we are, uh, we're back to normal. I guess my real question is, we're gonna have posters, right? Oh, we we'll eventually, yeah, we will have posters. Right, we're gonna, we're gonna make a couple of posters of the uh, of what you're seeing on the screen here. This beautiful Escape from Denver 2020 commemorative poster. It's pretty sweet. Commemorate um, your quarantine. Yeah, exactly. You can hang it up and you can marvel at it. You know, put it on your ceiling so it's the first thing you see when you wake up. Or if you're Adam, you would put it on your floor so it's facing the first. It's the first thing you see when you wake up. Referring to the fact that Adam has to sleep on his tummy because he always has a he always has a sore coolie. Wow. All right. It's okay. I'm working a little blue today. Blue? Yeah. Wow. All right. Get a clue. So basically, what we're going to be doing today is uh, we're going to play this game, and uh, let me go ahead and give you a rundown of the rules, and then we're going to get into the um, the introduction of the game, and we're going to play from there. So sit back and relax and uh, cross your fingers that we all make it out of this alive because we're about to encounter some, some horse shit. <laughs> so again, the name of this Preach. game... Again, the name of this game is called COVID Trail Escape from Denver 2020. It's an Oregon Trail Dungeons & Dragons hybrid, and we are going to be doing our best to stay alive. So in this survival scenario game, each player will encounter obstacles and boss fights in which they will be required to imagine how they would defeat or overcome every obstacle or boss that they run into. Players will come up with any method they would like to in order to advance in the storyline, no matter how outrageous or unrealistic it is. Then each player will roll an eight-sided die to determine whether or not they achieve their goal. So basically what we're going to be doing is once we encounter these um, scenarios or these... uh, these obstacles or bosses, we're going to imagine anything we want, any any scenario in which we can escape or defeat these people, we're going to imagine it and then hopefully roll the um, required digits to achieve these goals. <clears throat> so each player has an opportunity to roll three times to achieve the objective. Evens, even numbers complete the objective, while odd numbers will not, and they always have consequences. 
And so basically you're looking to get the best two out of three um, of each roles or of each role to uh, decide the outcome. So if a player does not achieve their desired outcome or if they roll odds two out of three times, then the consequences are going to be determined by me because I'll be narrating and uh, basically reading us and, and navigating us through this story. So it's a power move, but it's a power yeah, move again. But, yeah. yeah. Adam thinks that this is some, some sort of power move. Um, <laughs> and I like, I like how uh, when we played this game the first time, I don't know if you, if you noticed, but um, I certainly noticed that Adam was quick to change up the rotation of who rolls because I think you knew, Yeah, you kind of noticed that like I, I came out on top, like two scenarios in a roll, but Adam tried to Adam tried yeah, exactly. Adam tried to correct that and like switch the order at yeah. which we rolled because I think he thought there was some nefarious activity going on. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, well that's the thing is like I had to wait. I, I've had this sitting in the back of my mind and I had to wait a whole week to fucking <laughs> to call yeah, you out I, on that. Yeah, I, well you're 100% right. Well, you're 100 percent right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no. I was like, no. Maybe there's some paranoid. You've got somewhat. You've like programmed cut like rolled somewhat. You or something. So like. Well, that's program. the thing. Is like, why would I do something like that when I have a game that I'm trying to play? <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah, all right. Takes all the wonder out of all it. All right. Fine. All right. So getting on, getting back to the. Uh, Agree to disagree. I guess. Fair okay. enough. Getting back to the rules. Um, if one player dies before any other player has a chance to complete the objective, then what's going to happen is the remaining two players are automatically going to advance to the next uh, part of the story. Yeah. And so you can, at that point, like, let's say I die before Logan and uh, Adam have a chance to go. Basically what yeah. would happen is uh, they don't have to roll for the outcome to be successful. They can just kind of come up with whatever scenario they want and automatically um, progress in this the survival scenario agree to just so scenario <laughs> scenario <laughs> so um with all that being said um there are going to be a, a small couple of like amendments to the rules here and there once we once we start encountering some shit later on in the storyline but i'll fill you guys in on that um once we get there so okay. let's go ahead and get to the introduction and set the scene for the beginning of this game <clears throat> it was the, what <laughs> Jesus fuck I can't like what 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 do you want to say dude nah go ahead go ahead yeah okay 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 let's get into the fucking game then it was the year 2020 and the people of earth were being brought to their knees by a deadly virus known as COVID-19 hospitals are overwhelmed there are global food shortages and still no cure in sight Rick Adam and executive intern Logan are just settling into the brass tax studio when we all receive an emergency alert on our phones in unison. Martial law has been declared. There is a total societal breakdown and shit has officially hit the fan. Luckily for us, Adam has an isolated mountain fortress with plenty of food and water. The only problem is that we have to get there first. So this is going to bring us into our first scenario. Scenario. <laughs> entitled, Got Gas? So, Rick, Adam, and executive intern Logan immediately spring into action, throwing their chairs through a window to make a quick egress out of the house and onto the street. Good thing we I have... like that because there's no conversations. <sighs> yes, it is nice. All right. Good thing we have two vehicles. We can travel Smokey and the Bandit style, Adam said with a look of longing on his face. Sorry, man. 
I haven't put oil in my car in like a hundred years, so it stopped working, Rick said with a chuckle. Well, that's okay. It's just one more obstacle for us to overcome as best friends, Adam said, fighting the urge to tell Rick that he loved him. Okay. The boys then piled I like that. <laughs> the boys no then piled into Adam's truck. Adam cranked the ignition before the guys and before the guys could even buckle their seatbelts, Adam exclaimed, Oh fiddlesticks, I forgot to get gas when I was at the seven eleven buying cigarettes. Don't worry, pal. We can get gas on the way, Rick said with a cheerful expression. 7-Eleven is only one block away, he added, clearly stating the obvious in an attempt to remain the center of attention. <laughs> the fellas then pulled up to the 7-Eleven, only to find that the pumps are all occupied by people fueling up their vehicles in a panic. Out of the corner of his eye, Rick spots a hippie fuckboy charging his crystals in the sun on the hood of his car, completely ignoring the fact that the pump handle had already done that little click thing that it does when your car is full. The infuri this infuriated the boys, and they knew that they only had one choice if they wanted to remove this wand polisher from the planet Earth. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go in a rotation and come up with a scenario as to how we would like to dispatch this hippie fuckboy from the pump. And so I'm going to bring up our lovely eight-sided die here. And let's see. I guess I'll, I'll go first and... Um, We'll go in a rotation here. And so I think my method, my preferred method of getting the hippie fuckboy away from our pump so that we can fuel up the vehicle is going to be, I'm going to get out of Adam's truck. I'm going to walk over to the gas pump. I'm going to take the gas pump out of his, out of his fucking car and I'm going to douse him with gasoline <laughs> and I'm going to play a hot track from my mixtape that no one's ever heard and light him on fire. So... Let's go ahead. I need to roll two evens to get this done. And if I don't, I'm going to have to pass this off to one of you guys, and hopefully we can get this guy out of our way. Come on there. First roll. We've got a six. Mm -hmm. Second roll. Adam's already getting suspicious. <laughs> We've got a two. We've got a two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So... I hop out of Adam's car. I spray this fuckboy down with a lot of gasoline. I swipe all of his crystals onto the pavement, and I play a track off my hot mixtape and set this guy on fire. He dies almost instantly to the delight of all the gentlemen. All right. Yeah. So now that we've achieved um, <laughs> getting past the hippie fuckboy, we have fueled up Adam's car, and we are now... Back on the road, which leads us to our next segment of the survival scenario scenario entitled <laughs> Dirty Cop. Dirty Cop. Dirty Cop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk <laughs> about. All right. So, 20 minutes into their drive to Adam's Mountain Hideout, the boys started to breathe a sigh of relief as there was no traffic and the deserted highway made this blossoming apocalypse seem peaceful. Things were going so well, in fact, that Adam slid on a pair of aviator sunglasses and said, it's all good, before cranking up selfie by the chain smokers. I don't even own aviator sunglasses, but all right. In this world, you do. The boys, partied, the boys partied and horsed around for miles, completely oblivious to the fact that there was a police cruiser trailing behind them with the sirens blaring. The boys continued down the road for several more miles with the police cruiser sirens blending in with the rock and beat of selfie by the chain smokers when suddenly, bam, the police car slammed into the back of the boys' vehicle. 
holy guacamole, it's the cops, Adam exclaimed as he struggled to maintain control of the vehicle while simultaneously turning down selfie by the chain smokers. (laughs) Executive intern Logan began to cry, and Adam started bargaining with God after a lifetime of atheism before the two looked back at Rick, who maintained a regal samurai-like calm (laughs) and focus. Very convenient. This calmed the boys and sent the signal that everything would be okay. It's all good, Adam said again with a smile and a wink before they boy or before the boys felt another hard slam. Boom! The police cruiser pulled off a wicked tight pit maneuver, sending the fellas spiraling out of control right into a Frank Azar the strong arm billboard, <laughs> totaling the vehicle and stunning the guys. Keep it local. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping it local. <laughs> Keep it local, dude. Just as Rick, Adam, and EIL, <laughs> a little abbreviation for executive intern Logan, started to come out of their daze, they heard a stern voice say, Out of the car, guys. <laughs> Upon climbing out of the wreckage and staggering to their feet, the boys realized that they were standing in front of none other than Jesse the Body Ventura, clearly, imp- Governor. clearly impersonating an officer of the law. Fighter. Looks like it's my lucky day, he said as he cocked a revolver and pointed it at the guys. You see, this here's my highway, and don't nobody get to drive it without paying the toll, he said as he used his thumb and index finger of his free hand to unzip his slacks, allowing the remaining fingers to softly caress his genitals on the way down. What's the toll? Intern Logan asked curiously, oblivious to the fact that a senior citizen was probably going to sexually assault him. Well, you see... It gets lonely out here on these roads, said Jesse Ventura as he pulled out an unrealistically thick, long, engorged, veiny cock with a tuft of snow-white hair protruding from the perimeter of his shaft in the style of Larry David's hairline. The apocalypse literally just started, Adam shouted, fighting back tears. thank you. (laughs) What? No, I was going to say that. I was going to interrupt you and say that same exact thing. You've heard this story already. (laughs) Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry. All right. Let me get back here. Um, the apocalypse literally just started, Adam shouted, fighting back tears. I don't make the rules, pal, said Ventura. I just drive around and force people to suck my hog. The, sta- the statement sent chills down the spines of the boys as they looked in horror at the washed-up governor stroking his now fully erect penis. Now, I don't care which one of you does it, but you ain't going nowhere until daddy's bag is empty. And if we refuse, Rick said, <laughs> Rick said loudly like a total badass, maintaining his cool as a cucumber tough guy persona. Well, then I guess the vultures don't go hungry tonight, Ventura said, firing a shot just past Rick's head. The bullet whizzed by, barely missing his left ear, traveling all the way to Oklahoma, where it soared through a kitchen window, <laughs> striking our good friend Skyler and killing him instantly. <laughs> No, Skyler. No, dude. Clocks clocks ticking, boys, Ventura said as he chambered another round and took aim. Well, I guess we have some choices to make, intern Logan said, starting to get a little hard himself. Oh, nice. (laughs) So now this brings us to our first boss fight. In the Jesse Ventura dick-sucking scenario, players will have to choose a number one to eight. Once each player has chosen a number... They will then roll the die until it lands on one of the two numbers that have been chosen. Whichever player's number it lands on is an immediately eliminated. And this is going to be an elimination style um, thing. So we're going to have to play each other. And whoever emerges victorious out of the three of us um, 
or I guess I should say whoever loses to both of the other players, like they're the ones that are going to have to suck the D. So with that being said, let's go ahead and make our first uh, matchup. And uh, I'm going to go against Mr. Adam. What number would you like to choose? What do you mean? You choose a number from 1 to 10. You've already played this game before. Um, I do the same. And then I roll... And if it How am I using one to ten? Because I have an eight fucking sided dice. We've already played this game before. Can we please just make this smooth? Right, one Adam, to ten would be a ten sided dice. One to eight. Right, stopping a bitch. That's enough out of you, Logan. Or I'm gonna put you on fucking hiatus. Is this a one to eight? Yeah, one to what? eight. You said one to ten. Did I? Yeah. All right. Well, then yes. that's my fault then. That's what I was questioning. Shit, We're but... using an eight sided dice. All right. Yeah, we're using an eight-sided die. So choose a number from one to eight. That's my bad. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What would you you like to go with? I don't know, dude. Fucking four. Four? All right. I'm going to go with five. Let's get some rolls going. Those prices right? Mm. Okay. Yep. See? See? Mm-hmm. Mm, we're getting dangerously close. Oh. oh no. Does Adam get molested again? We're about to find out. Oh, look at how many repeats, dude. Oh boy. The plot thickens. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> At this rate, none of us are sucking any dick. It'll just be an hour of Rick continuously rolling this dice. Exactly, a bunch of dead air. We'll do a baloney boys in between. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dude, we're not getting any uh, any closer to sucking Jesse Ventura's hog. Can we just, like, sacrifice Adam? Oh, oh nope. there it is. All right, so Adam, you're eliminated, but you're going to have to come back to fight the victor. Between Logan and I. All right. So I'm pick going with seven. Seven? All right. I'm going to go with six. Okay. <laughs> oh, we got a two. Another fruitless harvest. A five. A two. Very random. Yeah, well, <laughs> tis the life of the die roll. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) I just don't want to be the one ending up like, I don't want to have to suck Jesse Ventura's dick in two games in a row, you know? (laughs) I think I ended up being the one that had to service him the last time we played. Yeah, you're also the only one who died last time too. That's true, that's true. Oh boy. Meant to be, it's meant to be. Oh. oh, okay. So I'm out. So that means now you and uh, so now Adam and executive intern Logan have to play against each other. So go ahead and pick two more numbers, guys. Seven. Three. Seven and three. Let's see. <laughs> Got two eights in a row. Oh, come on. What is this? What is that noise? My chair moves around a little bit. Okay, well, knock it off. I can't <laughs> help it. 
Seven. Oh, nigh. All right. So that means we all have a loss, I think. So you lost against... Okay, so that means... Fuck, I think we just go in a in a, another round. Who lost against who? You lost. Yeah, I lost against Intern Login. I beat uh, you. No, I got the four, didn't I? No, we've all we've all lost each other. We've all like I beat you once, and then intern Logan uh, beat me, and now he just lost to you. So I think that means what we have to like, we would have to do another round. So oh. now like, I'm trying to think of how to how to get this get this going. It was a little bit easier last time. I feel like we didn't have this this tie situation. All right, so I guess what we'll do now. Let's all three of us, because since it's we'll be do a Vietnamese, tie- you don't know. Well, no, all three of us are going to do a tiebreaker now. So all three of us need to pick a number. It's a good joke. Seven. So seven. Adam, what do you want to pick? Two. Two. Okay, so we got seven, two, and then I'll go with five. So now whoever's number it lands on, that's the person who's got to suck Jesse Ventura's hog. Oh, nice. So we got, all right, so what, what was this again? Adam's seven, you're... No, I'm seven. Oh, you're seven. Adam's two. 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 And I'll be five. Let's get rolling. Seven. Ah, <laughs> this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> all right. Why can't Adam get molested again? He's already done it once. One's enough, man. All right. Well, three times a charm. So this is... Let me get to the part of the story that we need to get to. All right. So now basically what's happening is that in this scenario, like now, now that Logan's being preoccupied by sucking Jesse Ventura's dick, Adam and I are looking for a way to basically, since our car is totaled, we need to figure out a scenario in which we can procure Jesse Ventura's stolen cop car and defeat Jesse Ventura and save uh, intern Logan from the fate that uh, that is clearly just traumatizing him at the moment. So, um, Adam, would you like to come up with a scenario, scenario. that we can uh, that we can roll for to try and defeat Jesse Ventura and steal his vehicle? I've got one trick up my sleeve. Let's hear it. We've talked about it before. Bring it up. Walk up to him, you know, say, hey. <laughs> what? I mean, the, pet- right the penetration the has been done. All right. It's, yeah. it's occurring at this time. Yes, he's clearly got his dick yeah. in intern Logan's mouth. He's, but I have a bag, my bag of sand, dude. All right, so Adam's using pocket sand? Yes, I'm, I'm breaking out the pocket sand. This is like the diamond in the rough, dude. All right, so go into detail how you're going to execute. So look. Yeah, I I have it in my palm. I'm gripping it like this, you know. I'm like, hey, all right. So I walk up. Rick has already made the choice to distract Jesse. Why would I have to distract him? He's already getting his dick well, sucked. Well, that's the whole sand. Sand. It's all a distraction. So obviously, so I, I had to, to recruit suck his you. Dick? Am I still sucking his dick? You're already sucking his dick. No, That's established. there's penetration. Okay. There's penetration. It's, so it's basically what we're going for is like a three-way <laughs> distraction method. Adam's approaching right, with you, a pocket sand. This is a horseshit right. plan, Adam. No, Rick agrees to do a cartwheel. 
It's <laughs> also your fault, Rick. Well, let's. All right. All right. So I do a cartwheel. <laughs> just from the waist down. <laughs> Not even like, yeah, just from the waist down. He distracts Jesse Ventura. And I walk up to him. I get really close because he's distracted by Rick mm-hmm. doing these cartwheels over all this weird stuff. He's like, why is this guy doing that? While he's penetrating Logan. Mm-hmm. So and I walk up and say, hey, man, that's not right. And I go, <laughs> but at that time, I'm already so close. Yeah. That it's like, it's just an afterthought. Like, it's just a, you know, a quip, you know. It's like an action wow. line. It, like, the gig is up already. So I'm, like, super close to him. I'm like, <laughs> like, so I had to say a little line because he's going to look at me. Right. Like, the gig is up. <laughs> okay. Just enough time for him to turn. The sand gets in his eyes. He's, you know. He's what? Debilitated for at least 10 to 15 minutes. All right. So we're going we're gonna to leave him alive? No. We're, gonna, we're looting all of his stuff. And then we're all going to do like some kind of cake stomp <laughs> on his head. Just because, right. I mean, you can't have a guy like that running around. No, very good point. Know, hassling people at that point. The damage was done, but, you know, going forward, let's make sure he's not, you yeah, know, we he's don't not wanna, fucking people. Yeah, we don't want to run into him again. No, we don't want to run into him again. Just I don't want other people off. running into him, you know. So, so, all right. So, in this scenario, while intern Logan is being penetrated by Jesse the the Body Ventura, I do a a waist-down naked cartwheel to further distract this man who's having his dick sucked, and Adam sneaks up from behind with his patented um, pocket sand technique. He blows sand into Jesse Ventura's eyes, stunning him, while we make a mad dash to loot him of all of his shit. Then we do like some sick American history X moves and stomp his head in and we steal the police cruiser and head off into the sunset once more. Yeah. So this will bring us to our next segment of the scenario, the survival scenario entitled highway hell. After successfully defeating Jesse Ventura and stealing his police cruiser, the boys started to compartmentalize everything that had just taken place. Spirits were starting to rise as the fellas believed the worst was truly over. Remind me never to come back to this part of town, Adam said jokingly as he slid his aviators back on and took a huge rip off of his bubblicious grape vape while simultaneously cranking up selfie by the chain smokers. Yeah, that place left a bad taste in my mouth, intern Logan replied, still picking out webs of cum from his teeth and gums in the vanity mirror. All in all, things were looking up until out of nowhere... Adam Adam yelled, geez Louise, oh wait no, geez Louise, peppers and cheese, and slammed on the brakes of the newly acquired police cruiser. The boys did a totally sick 360 drift thing and stopped perfectly on the edge of a deep, dark canyon separating the highway by about 50 feet or something. Those pussies in Boulder must have blown the road up to keep the marauders and coroner zombies out, Rick said, using the opportunity to butt slam Boulder even in a time of crisis. Agreed, Boulder sucks a sleeping bag full of dicks, said the guys nodding in agreement. Well, we can't just hang out in the middle of the road like a bunch of turkeys or something, Adam said with a determination in his eyes. Time to become men of action, he, he said out loud, fighting back tears of passion. So in this scenario, there's basically um, the three of us are going to have to come up with a way to get across this uh, chasm while keeping in mind that we still need to preserve 
the vehicle that we have because it's our only mode of transportation. So basically in this scenario, what we have to do is uh, <laughs> get two out of three even rolls to complete the objective. So intern Logan, would you like to go first and come up with a scenario on how we are going to get across this chasm? Um, yeah. So I'm going to get in the driver's seat of the car, you know, tell the boys to get in the back, and then I'm going to back up about 100 feet and gun it and jump the chasm while simultaneously doing a sick backflip in the police cruiser. You're going to backflip the police cruiser over the chasm? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you're trying to pull that off. Uh, seems physically impossible, but anything's possible in the uh, COVID-19 Escape from Denver 2020 survival game. So let's go ahead and start our rolling and see what we got. First roll, we got a one. We're not off to a good start as far as backflipping this fucking police cruiser goes. No, no, we're not. Roll number two. Five. Oh, oh no. So Logan backs up 100 feet, realizing that it's just not within the realm of possibility to go flying towards this chasm and do a backflip in this police cruiser. And he gives up his pipe dream and has the has Rick and Adam give it give it a shot. Adam, would you like to come up with a scenario on how we're gonna get across this this chasm? Yes. Give it to me. All right. So over time, you and I have developed like we occasionally would watch YouTube videos of eagles. <laughs> Eagle calls. Yeah. So over years of subliminal like development. Dude, what the fuck is that? Huh? Nothing. It just sounds like there's a stampede going on. Uh, there might be. Yeah, there's like mad. Sounds like a fucking troll having an orgasm. Yeah, what the fuck? No. No, so over time. We developed this skill. At this point, we never like we were just fucking around with it. So we're like, all right, let's use this. And we fucking call in all the Oh my god. There's just fucking pounding noises going on. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Jesus no, I'm just, fucking Christ. I'm saying no, so we, we call in all of the... Well, you know, there's eagles. Not bald eagles, necessarily. Just eagles in general? Yeah, like all eagles of all kinds, right? Yeah. It's it's an emergency signal. You know, this is a red flag. It's like, ah, like a flare's going up. So, but it through eagle calls. Generic eagle calls. Okay. We've mastered generic eagle calls, right? We haven't mastered, like, specific breeds. But we've gotten to the point where we can at least be generic to eagles. Yes. So we we call them out. And so we get like fucking golden eagles. You know, and we shit. understand yeah. that there's very wide. There's gonna be a lot of eagles showing up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jesus well, fucking Christ. A of, there's a lot of eagles coming. Yes. Right? So they pick us up and they take us over. Okay. Now that I mean, we've, I don't want to. I see you made me abbreviate it. Well, you needed to, motherfucker. You're out here like dancing around it. Like, okay, uh, there's Too several. Many fucking let eagles. me start naming off all the eagles, starting with one that doesn't exist. And like, 
So, all right, Adam and I have gotten good at generic eagle calls. We call upon a vast ocean of eagles to come and lift our car across the chasm. You know, there's small eagles, there's big eagles. Like, there's a lot of eagles. Holy shit, Adam. Yes. There's a lot of... I'm just saying, it's it's a... Yeah, it's a wide variety of eagles. It's not just like, oh, there's like, you know, a one standard. There's a lot of eagles. But, yeah. All right. So let's right. let's roll Sorry. for the eagles to carry us over the chasm. Can we vote to leave Adam behind? No, we can't. <laughs> hey, you keep on, dude. I'm going to fix this game to where you get, you get fucked up later on. You keep on. All right. <laughs> here's the first roll. We got an even. Second roll. We've got an odd. I know. Number three. Oh my god, we got an even. Oh shit! So we're going over the fucking chasm. It's some eagles, dude. That's right. Disappointing. So while while intern Logan's in the back seat, considering <laughs> considering his own actions, Rick and Adam <laughs> spring into action and let out some very weird generic eagle calls that call an ocean of all the various eagles, any eagle, any type of eagle you can think of, even the band shows up and carries the car airborne the ba- oh, man, over the, the chasm, over the chasm, while the eagles, the band, are on the hood of the car playing any of their any of their hits. It doesn't matter. They just showed up for a mor- morale boost. So any of their hits, they're just playing Hotel California. So, so. now, now the guys. <laughs> Do they stick with us? No, 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 no. No, no, no. They so, they gotta go. They so gotta go. The guys they have other emergencies to attend to. Yes. The Eagles, um, the actual birds carry us over with the band playing on the hood. They drop us safely on the other side of the highway and they all disperse as if they had never even been there in the first place. And so now the boys are continuing back on their journey. That brings us Over here, over here, sliding through the storyline. <laughs> All right. So this brings us to the next uh, portion of the survival scenario, entitled "Adrenochrome and the Hollywood Elite." <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I feel like you should dim the lights for this. I feel like you should stop sliding that fucking chair around before I put a bullet in my head. <laughs> Do it, and we'll just keep the live stream going. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hurry that's, up. I know. Come you on. guys are rooting for me. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, that chair is horrendous, and that microphone. I'm on a wood floor, asshole. You yeah, I know. Up. You're sliding on carpet like a fun. Yeah. I know. It's it's always something. <laughs> what do you mean it's always something? I got wood floor. What do you? We have, got dude? we got, got tables carpet. giving us shit. We got floors giving us shit. We got audio equipment giving us shit. Not anymore, dude. All right, so you got to deal with this. I'll start squeaking, dude. We're moving. We're moving on. Adrenochrome and the Hollywood Elite. Having bested the highway once more, the tired travelers started to relax again, but this time with an aura of caution about them. It's all good, Adam said, unsure of himself, while only turning up selfie by the chain smoker smokers to a reasonable volume that he could nod his head to. The boys started to approach the entrance of the mountains when they noticed that something was terribly off. The entrance to the canyon had been blocked by a makeshift wall with with a crude gate in the middle of it, all of which was painted with Rastafarian colors. Perplexed, the boys got out of the car to take a closer look. As they approached the wall, they immediately noticed that the gate wasn't wide enough to fit the police cruiser through. 
Who the hell would do something like this? Rick asked as his beautiful long curly hair glistened in the sun like so many diamonds strewn across a wavy brown field. Whoever it was just earned themselves a full ride scholarship to slip and fall school, Adam responded while flexing and making sure that the boys could see his shredded pythons. The guys had almost gotten up enough courage to knock on the gate when they heard a soft voice, a soft voice say, You boys look like you could use a rest and maybe some water. The boys looked up shocked as they saw Maggie Gyllenhaal standing atop the wall. Oh, gross, Rick said as he fought back vomit. No, thank you, ma'am. We are just passing through and don't think you're hideously gross at all, Adam said firmly as he contemplated taking a dominance rip off his vape. <laughs> Very well, weary travelers. You're free to pass. Open the gate. The sound of metal scraping and scratching against metal nearly deafened the boys, but they were relieved to see that the road was clear all the way up into the canyon and on the other side of the wall as well. Rick, Adam, and Executive Intern Logan started to walk to and then through the gate and were immediately baffled by how many middle-aged, sweaty Italian men in tracksuits there were on the other side. Sorry to disappoint you boys, but we have other plans for you. The boys immediately realized that they had walked right into a trap and that these were no ordinary sweaty Italians. These were the sweaty middle-aged Italians that killed Joe Pesci and his brother out in the cornfield in Casino. Our heroes were surrounded. You see, my employer would pay top dollar for you three. He should be, a short, he should be arriving shortly, Maggie Gyllenhaal said before turning quickly and losing her balance. <laughs> She tried to catch herself on the makeshift guardrail, but was too gross skinny and did not have the strength to do so, so she plummeted about 40 feet onto her head, compressing and then shattering every vertebrae in her spinal column. Nice, Rick said as the guys felt hopeful that maybe they would be okay. You ain't going nowhere, Jagoffs, one of the guys from Casino said in a menacing tone. The guys sat anxiously for two hours, held prisoner, wondering what horrific fate awaited them and what they had done to deserve such a conveniently spaced out string of bad luck. <clears throat> then, seemingly out of nowhere, a helicopter dropped down and hovered over the highway. The boys and the guys from Casino all shielded their faces as the helicopter came to a soft landing and the propeller stopped. The passenger door opened, and what the fellas heard next startled them. Big up! Big up! <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, the boys said in unison, as none other than Chet Hanks appeared in front of them right before their very eyes. Yo, so like, you know my parents got coronavirus. Crazy, right? Well, I gotta hook you guys up to a machine my parents have that will shock your testicles and kickstart your adrenaline so that I can harvest your adrenochrome and use it to speed up my mom and dad's recovery. The boys started laughing hysterically as it was very hard to take this butthole seriously. One of the guys from Casino punched Logan in the stomach, <laughs> making him shit a small amount. <laughs> the boys then realized that this was no laughing matter. Well, we've come this far, Rick said, as he lit a Turkish royal. Might as well go down swinging, he said, as he took a long drag and exhaled smoke like a badass. <laughs> Just focus on beating up the guys from Casino. Everyone knows Ch Chet Hanks can't fight, intern Logan said, provoking beef. And because that's just the way he rolls and he's hard as fuck like that. You know the, it. The boys got into mega tough fighting stances and prepared for the fight of their lives. All right. In the battle with the guys from Casino, players must think of a scenario to defeat them and roll evens to defeat uh, or to, to advance in the story. If a player fails to defend themselves, 
then that player will be beaten and dragged off to the adrenochrome harvesting machine. If that player dies before another player or the players um, have a have a chance to go, then the, those remaining players will automatically advance into the next scenario of the game. So basically we're going to treat this as a... Um, each one of us is facing off against three of these Italians from Casino. So in turn, Logan, how would you like to fight and defeat your three Italian men from Casino? Um... I'm going to use Maggie Gyllenhaal's gross dead body as a weapon to fight him off. <laughs> nice. Like a, like a, like Good a, idea. Like a limp fucking baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Except for kind of gross to touch it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nobody wants to touch her. Didn't really want to use it, but circumstances. Yeah, yeah, I see. You're being a realist about it. I like that. All right, so let's get on to our first roll here and see what's going on. We've got a six. Things are looking good. And another six. All right. Executive intern Logan picks up the corpse of gross Maggie Gyllenhaal. Nice. And swings her around like a fucking limp axe and destroys these three sweaty Italians from Casino, <laughs> cleaving them in twain. Adam, how would you like to handle your handful of uh, sweaty Italian man? What? How would you There's like? There's other ones? Yeah, you have to fight your group. There's a total right. of nine of them. Yeah, this is a boss uh, fight. Six of them, technically, now. This is a boss fight. Well, all right. I think quit. I call a contact in the CIA. <laughs> yeah. He airdrops a teleporter. <laughs> I teleport to the best deli. <laughs> In some fucking country. Satrials. Satrials from I, The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. I grab the most gabagool <laughs> I can grab. I'll buy, like, fucking 20 pounds of gabagool, right? And then I just fucking, yeah, I, I zip back there, dude. I just start, start like, just, like, kind of just, I don't know, like, almost like a sprinkler type of situation. Oh, you're like, just doling out the gabagool? Like... I'm just, I'm, I'm gabagooling, dude. Nice. Like, I'm just, cha 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 like ninja stars almost. You got you got slices yeah. of gabagool and you're ninja starring yeah. it at the and that's, sweaty that's men. That's the kryptonite of these individuals, I'm assuming. It so, clogs their arteries. It clogs their heart up and they have heart attacks. Well, they have a thing for it. So, you know, you throw that mug at them and you get moving. Right on. All right. So Adam's going to incapacitate his handful yeah, of the, sweaty I mean, the Italians. gabagool is laced with... You know, high cholesterol, so they're gonna have heart attacks. <laughs> it's naturally within laced. five to ten minutes of after, yeah, after eating this gabagool. So you know, I like it. Let's roll. Let's see if we can't make this a possibility. Gabagool. We got an eight. Ooh, we got gabagool, dude. <laughs> Two. Ooh, and a one. All right. <laughs> the whole the whole gabagool. <laughs> Uh oh, hold on. The the computers, <laughs> the computer froze on me for a second. It won't let me roll the dice. That's another. That's another one of the um. One of the many hurdles you have to face as a content creator using a uh, using an outdated PC from 2012, or actually an outdated Mac from 2012. I did not like that dice roll. I don't think things are looking good for Adam. Yeah, I know. It's like, are we never going to know now? 
Here, I'll, uh, let me, uh, get out of this and I'll restart. All right, and on next week's episode, we find out whether or not Adam, <laughs> Adam makes it out. <laughs> oh, he's getting edgy, dude. Yeah, I know. Chrome didn't shut down correctly. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. There we go. Hopefully it doesn't give us any shit this time. You know it is, dude. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's too, it's too, uh, all right, so let's go ahead and roll. We're going to roll. This is the third and final roll to see if Adam can gabagool these uh, sweaty Italian men. And we got a four. So Adam Adam goes through his portal from his CIA contact. He travels to Satrials in New Jersey and picks yep. up a ton of pre-laced uh, gabagool, transports back in an instant, and like Ninja Star starts distributing the gabagool evenly amongst these sweaty Italian men in tracksuits, overwhelming them with the processed meat and clogging their arteries, killing them almost instantly. All right, so now I've got to try. Definitely. I've got to try and handle my uh, handful oh, of sweaty dude. Italian men. <clears throat> See if you make it this time. Yeah, I know. This is where I got a little caught up last time. So I think in this scenario. What I would like to do is I'm going to start naming off Italian names and saying like, oh, did you hear Anthony was killed in a car accident? Oh, did you hear Vinny has glaucoma? And I'm just going to start naming out random Italian names and uh, saying that they've come down with some horrible illness or that they've died. This is going to overwhelm the Italian men attacking me because of how outward they are with their emotions when bad things happen. This is going to send them into an overwhelming state of emotion and they're all going to have strokes and die at the same time. And let's get on to that first roll. That works. So two, I'm off to an okay start. Three, not so good. Things aren't looking good. And our last roll. I nine. Again, okay, so I go, to, I go to try this technique, and instead of all of this bad news overwhelming the men and causing them to uh, collapse in emotional overwhelmed states, instead it just enrages them because they all know what I'm doing and they see it as an overt, um, ignorant hate crime that I'm trying to commit. <laughs> so they freak out and they beat me into submission, and I am dragged off to the adrenochrome harvesting machine. Oh, nice. Yes. So that means I am out of the game right now, and I am stuck in one of these adrenochrome machines, having my testicles shocked repeatedly and having my adrenaline harvested by the Hanks family. All right. So now you and intern Logan can come up with a scenario, a scenario as to how you would like to um, proceed. You can... We can do like we did last time. You guys can roll to um, team up and save me if you want to, or you can choose to just continue on your journey and advance to the next part of the story. I guess we'll try to save you if you want. <laughs> if I want. All right, so um, come up come up with a scenario of how you're going to save me first because you've got three of these leftover Italians facing you down. 
and you're choosing not to run while they're not looking. They've they've spotted you now. You've chosen to stay behind and try to rescue your best friend and lover that's stuck in the adrenochrome machine. <laughs> how, uh, okay. how would you like to defeat these men? It's not easy, dude. <laughs> I can't guarantee it. Well, no, there is no guarantee. This all comes down to a dice roll. True. A dice roll. Yeah, I got it. I don't know, man. I mean, we whittle boomerangs, maybe? I mean, (laughs) we can get some range out of those. All right, so you pick up some some debris and some sticks and shit off the side of the road. We fashion it into boomerangs, pretty good boomerangs. Not great, but pretty good. And whip them down there, and it breaks all their necks. (laughs) <laughs> with one toss well yeah excellent I mean, that's the thing about boomerangs they usually have a good comeback oh yeah oh hey. alright so Adam's going Adam and Logan fashion boomerangs not super awesome boomerangs but alright boomerangs according to Adam right. yeah they're alright and they whip them down at the three the three sweaty Italian men breaking their necks in unison let's see if we can't make this happen with roll number one, we've got four. Uh-oh. Roll number two. We've got a four. All right. Oh. So the boys <clears throat> the boys whip their okay but not awesome boomerangs down at the sweaty Italian men from Casino, breaking their necks in unison and rescuing their dear beloved leader from the adrenochrome machine. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> We were being nice. I, I wouldn't say, you know. Okay. So now I am rescued. I am out of the uh, adrenochrome machine. And now that we're all together, we're recollecting ourselves. We're getting our bearings and our wits about us, surveying the carnage around us at this makeshift gate. Maggie Gyllenhaal's gross corpse lays in a heap, in a bloody heap in the corner next to a bunch of bloody tracksuits track and dead Italian men. <laughs> now, we start making our way up the road, and we don't have any mode of trans- transportation at this point, so we start fanning out into the woods to, you know, kind of remain covered and still travel up along the road. When, I think what we're going to do now is, as we're searching, <clears throat> as we're searching through the woods and kind of trying to stay out of sight. Adam sees a sweet brand new four wheeler that one of the, one of the sweaty Italian guys were uh, driving around the the route around that area and shit like that. And he's like, Oh sweet. But before we can even walk up to it, Chet Hanks drops out of a tree and he's like, you guys aren't going anywhere. And because he's such a pussy, we don't even, we don't even dedicate a dice roll to it. We don't dedicate anything other than just a solid, good old-fashioned, end-of-the-world ass-whooping again. <laughs> we employ one of the greatest fucking displays of a straight-up beatdown anyone has ever seen on the planet Earth. And we beat him to death with our bare hands <laughs> and skin him alive in order to make silly jackets and stuff out of his like stupid tattoos and stuff. We're going we're gonna to use, we're gonna use his skin. <laughs> So, (laughs) after easily dispatching Chet Hanks, we go back to this ATV that we found that has super sick, like, red flames and stuff down the the side of it and shit. 
the three of us, <laughs> the three of us uh, get on this ATV. And Adam is going to be uh, driving us because he's the ATV expert. He has one himself. And I feel like he is the best suited. Well, yeah, he's the best (laughs) suited. He's the best suited to uh, to get us up the rest of our hike on this stupid ATV because he's one of the rough riders and does tricks on ATVs. Oh yeah, tough boy. All right, so this brings us to our next segment entitled "Night Riders." Rick, Adam, and executive intern Logan were almost to Adam's mountain hideout when they noticed reflectors shining in, shining the light back being emitted from their headlights. What the hell could that be? Adam asked app- apprehensively. I'm not sure, but we're getting ready to find out, Rick sa- said as he... Oh, wait, no, no. Let me redo that line. I fucked that one up because last time, different people were alive at this point. <laughs> what the hell could that be? Rick asked apprehensively. I'm not sure, but we're getting ready to find out, Adam replied as he revved the engine and sped off towards the reflectors. The boys caught up to the reflector lights quickly, only to notice that it was a handful of cyclists being inconvenient assholes as usual, taking up road space. Finally, a stroke of good luck, Adam exclaimed. Let's let off some steam. In this scenario, each player has the opportunity to throw an item or figure out a way that they want to um, cause serious harm or death to these cyclists. (laughs) Each player will tell the dungeon master, me, how they would like to proceed and roll evens to complete the objective. This scenario is strictly for fun and purely for the pleasure derived from harming cyclists. <laughs> so, Adam, how would you like to dispatch these pain in the ass cyclists that we've encountered? It's tough, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're so pompous, dude. Why are they shaving their legs? I don't know. That's not the question at hand here. What we need is we need to figure out a way to get rid of these buttholes. How are you going to murder them? <laughs> I didn't say you had to murder them, but I mean, you know, if you want to, I'm not going to. I mean, I'm still going to roll these dice <laughs> one way or the other. It's going down. That's happening. Adam? We create a decoy bicyclist, it looks like. <laughs> we got a bike that's packed with C4. We put some sunglasses on him, you know, and we roll it out there. And they all think he's cool, too. So they just the same exact point where he's like accepted. Like when they when they catch up to him and invite them into the herd. Yep. You just go. All right. So we have a, a timer bomb on us on a decoy cyclist. That we roll out to try to attract these cyclists, and as they move in, and and they kind of envelop this cyclist into their fold, this bike, this bicycle is going to blow up and kill all of them. So let's go ahead and get rolling and see if we can make this happen. Roll number one off to a good start. We're at a uh, four, so evens are good. Let's see if we can't keep this going. And an eight. All right. So Adam rolls the decoy cyclist out there they uh they get up close to him it blows up and kills about a third of the cyclists in the pack logan how would you like to handle the remaining cyclists i would like to use some amateur amateur um, animal calls and call upon a grizzly bear 
All right, I'm sensing a theme here. We're all very in tune with nature and can oh. call upon these wild animals to do our bidding. Yep. You're calling on all bears or just grizzly bears? Just grizzly bears. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, here's the problem. We're, we're, fat... in, we're in Colorado. You're not going to get grizzly bears, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Fine, then black bears. You might get a... Okay. Well, you might, we you might get a particular type of bear with a low T-cell count. That's something that might happen. <laughs> that could be a grizzly bear as well. Yeah. All right, so let's roll and see if Adam can... Uh, Make his call of the wild come to fruition and kill off his Who? set of bikers. It's not Mike. You said it. No, that's my... that's Logan's. Oh, did I say Adam? My bad. I'm out of it. All right, roll number one. Eight. Off to a good start. There we go. And four. Fuck yeah. There we go. All right. Maybe fate doesn't like cyclists either. Apparently, so Logan lets out this loud roar <laughs> into the darkness of the of the forest surrounding us and out of nowhere a giant 40 foot kodiak bear wearing wearing a, a gambling visor and smoking a newport comes out of the out of the woods like a bat out of hell and mauls another third of these of these cyclists to death on the side of the road as rick adam and executive intern logan watch in pleasure and with half-hard digs. Now, we have another third remaining cyclist. And as you all know, I am uh, I am not afraid to admit my hatred for these for these bicyclists and uh, people that that even even some motorcycle riders. I don't like them either. But I think the way that I want to handle these particular cyclists is that I'm going to have Adam speed up next to the remaining cyclists. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one of my shoelaces out and I'm going to jump onto the back of their bikes one by one, choking them to death while still maintaining the balance between like the balance of their bicycles in between my thighs. Like I'm keeping us going in a straight direction and I'm strangling them one at a time until, you know, they stop moving. And then I just jump to the next couple of cyclists in front of me like a badass like triple X move or something like that. It's a big dick move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to be an yeah, alpha. That's that's pretty tough. Yeah, well, I mean, look at me, dude. I'm, I'm clearly boy. clearly a tough boy, clearly an alpha. Well, that's why we're saying it's pretty tough. <laughs> All right, so roll number one. Eight. Number two. Four. Hell yes. There we go. So Adam speeds up. He pops a sweet, like, Rough Riders wheelie, temporarily losing the Wait, are we off the back. DMX at the time? <laughs> we're definitely playing DMX. So... Adam pops a super sweet wheelie, temporarily losing intern Logan off the back and scu scuffing up his knees a little bit, which is okay because they were already scuffed up from the encounter with Jesse Ventura. Rick then, as Adam is popping a super sick wheelie, Rick does a super swick light, a super sweet, <laughs> damn it, swick. super swick, yeah, a super sweet double front flip with a half twist and then another half twist on the way down and lands perfectly behind the last cyclist in line with his shoelace in hand. And he successfully chokes out to death each cyclist one by one, making his way up the remainder of the cyclists on the road. All right. So that was a right. successful uh, campaign against these butthole cyclists. <clears throat> now, this brings us to the next and final segment of COVID Trail Escape from Denver 2020, entitled Lopan's Intervention. <laughs> This is the final boss fight. Oh. 
Morale was at an all-time high, as the boys had given <laughs> the cyclists the business. And they could now see their whole lives ahead of them as they turned the corner and saw the edge of Adam's driveway in the distance. Son of a bitch, we actually made it, Rick said in disbelief. It's finally over. No sooner did their tires hit the dirt driveway when the sky turned to a deep black and the full moon turned blood red. Ah, for fuck's sake, what now, Adam yelled. I don't like the look of this, intern Logan said as he popped a maintenance Adderall to keep his head in the game. <laughs> Lightning began to crash and scatter across the sky, touching down <laughs> sporadically, bless you, you, touching down sporadically along the driveway. Then, out of a bright flash of light appeared the evil and powerful wizard from Big Trouble in Little China, David Lopan. <laughs> Hello, boys. My minions told me your valiant, of your valiant effort to escape my deadly virus, revealing to the boys that the virus was created from ancient Chinese black magic and that he had unleashed it onto the planet in order to destabilize civilization and enslave the human race. Once my virus turns you all into obedient zombies, I will rise to power and rule the earth for 1,000 years with my black magic. I don't think so, cockshine, Adam said as he prepared himself for the final showdown. Zips in the wire, Rick said as he also took a sweet karate stance in the preparation for the coming onslaught. Ha 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 ha. You ignorant fools are no match for my power, David Lopan screamed as he sent lightning flying in all directions. <laughs> the final battle for Earth was about to begin. All right. So in the final battle against David Lopan, <laughs> each player must roll the dice five times and total the sum of each or of the five rolls. When each player has rolled five times and have their individual totals, they will then add all three of those totals up together. So all three of our totals out of the five rolls. And if this number... Holy shit, Adam. Adam. Oh, good paper ready. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a fuck, you're breaking glass by the microphone. All right. I told you about this. All right. We went over this. Um, Logan? Don't echo me. They're all fucking pistol whip you to death. Do it. Uh, Bring it on. So basically what we're going to do now, in order to fight David Lopan and hopefully successfully defeat him, each th all three of us are going to roll five times. We're going to tally those five rolls up. And then once all three players have rolled five times, we're going to take the totals and add them all together. And if we get a an even number, then we successfully beat David Lopan. If not... And we perish all at once, okay. completely voiding all the progress we've made in our escape from Denver 2020. So let's go ahead and uh, get started. I'll go first. And uh, Adam, you got the paper out there ready? All right. All right. And uh, intern Logan, will you get a calculator ready? I've got the calculator. Oh, okay. Well, last time we ran into a little dilemma, so I want to make sure I have my bases covered this time. All right. All right, so first roll for me, we've got a seven. Second roll, we've got a five. Third roll, we've got a three. Next roll, we've got another three. 18. All right, so moving on to executive intern Logan. 
first roll, we've got a three. Second roll, we've got an eight. Third roll, we've got a two. Fourth roll, we've got a three. Fifth roll, we've got a six. 22. All right, now moving on to Mr. Adam. First roll, we've got ourselves a three. Second roll, we're fucking with another three. Third roll, another goddamn three. Okay. Starting to think this is fixed too now. <laughs> I'm the one that fucking created the game and I'm pretty sure it's fixed. Fourth roll, we've got a six. And our last roll, a three. That's like a 18, but it's just like a statistical impossibility to get that many threes you would think. I know, right? So what is our uh, grand total, Mr. Adam? Of all of us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a succession of like quick, quick clicks. 58. 58. All right. I guess we um, successfully fucked up David Lopan. Yeah. How'd we do it? So, yeah, I guess now we have to uh, come up with a scenario. So I guess basically what would happen was, you know, we took our super sweet fighting stances and David Lopan was like doing some weird shit with the lightning, trying to scare us off with the lightning. But... He also doesn't, he doesn't have the virus. He just kind of created it with magic, put it into a human, and it's spread on its own. So past the lightning, which he can't really direct, it just kind of goes all over the place, there wasn't really too much he could do to stop three grown men in better shape than him like from just kind of running up on him and beating the shit out of him. So I think what happened was is like immediately, <laughs> immediately as the Adderall kicked in, Intern Logan ran up to David Lopan and took the bottom of his dress and just kind of pulled it up over his head like a hockey move. And Adam started working the ribs with vicious hooks and left right, left rights, you know, one one after the other in, a, in succession. And then basically what I did was I came up from behind, as is usually my move, while he was bent over taking the beating. And I always have a hard-on anyway. Like, so I already had a boner. I'm not going to waste it. And I was like, how many times in my life, am I going to get the opportunity to fuck a wizard that's full of black magic? Maybe I can get some of that. So I roll up behind him super fast at a dead sprint with a huge raging boner. And I thrust my delicious gift right into his ass and it splits him in half like a block of wood and lightning just blows up and scatters all over the place. Me but, and Adam watching shock and awe. Well, yeah. Well, you guys finish, you guys finish on yourselves because you can't, you can't quite. Well, of course, why wouldn't we? Well, you can't quite comprehend. Um, yeah, you can't comprehend what's happening. You also can't contain the raw sexuality that's playing out in front of you guys. So once that happens, the lightning scatters. David Lopan splits in half and just disintegrates into the air. And as the remaining lightning scatters across Adam's property, it cr it creates grass and all this nice greenery. The skies clear up. Adam's oh, nice. uh, Adam's garden is already like. 
nice looking, but it just creates an even more bountiful garden with larger crops and stuff. And uh, it also, like, one of the bolts of lightning happened to travel up Adam's yard behind his house and killed his neighbor, Curtis. So, like, that was another cool thing that happened. So we don't have to worry about partying all the time. We can party as loud as we want and shit like that. Don't have to worry about the cops coming. So it looks like <laughs> it looks like we saved the day and a couple of bonuses there. You know, a couple people got killed along the way. Let's not say, you know, we don't, we don't want to overlook the fact that we lost our dear friend Skylar. Is it really a loss, though? And that's what you really have to ask yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> you got to break a few eggs. You know? Yeah, you know, whatever. So, yeah, we we saved the day. We saved the world. R.I.P. Skylar. Yeah, we saved the world. and um, Acceptable casualties. Yeah, acceptable casualties, I want to say. And then we also, you know, we, we improved um, Adam's property value in the process. That is true. So, I mean, this... this well, would there be like a low-pan monument or something that people could come to or yes actually it's a it's a bent over stone monument but like right in the area where his asshole is there is a uh, fleshlight inserted so that you can reenact yeah. the final battle of earth yeah exactly <laughs> like, that's a that's a tourist trap dude we can make some money on that exactly okay so that's ceremonial purposes only yeah, yeah. Well, it can be ceremonial. It'll be ceremonial, but we'll also charge like you know, fifteen bucks a pop. You know, drop a load, get a fifteen nuts. bucks. Get a, get a net off. No, we we become millionaires. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we become overnight millionaires. Got to bring your own disinfectant, though. Yeah, and we're also well, like. I mean, that's not our responsibility. And our penises are never dry again because of all the gratifying sex that we have from saving the earth from uh, the mysterious and evil David Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Dave Lopan, dude. I mean, he was no joke. Well, at this point, I'm expecting some uh, some thank you letters for saving the planet and uh, getting us through this whole crisis that we're going through. Some compensation. What yeah. I would like is if you know we make this a poster because it's you know maybe some t-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts, posters. You know, it's coming. It's coming. Maybe. I know you guys maybe. are you guys are prodding me. Don't worry. This is all in the works. This is all going to happen. Oh, is it now? Yeah, actually, I've got a little, I got some info I can I can convey a little after the show's over. It's, you know, there's some stuff in the works. Daddy's got a lot of uh, irons in the fire, as it were. Uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of moves and shakes. All right now. A lot of moves and shakes, yeah. Shake a bake. <laughs> yeah, boy. So I guess um, now that we've saved the earth and uh, we're overnight successes and millionaires, um, we should go ahead and get into that mode that we get into when it's time to go smoke a ciggy and start relaxing for the night. Word them up. <clears throat> well, thank you all for joining us for a very special installment of the Brass Tax Podcast. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, now you can go home to your friends and family, head held high, knowing that you're safe for another day. Um, if you could, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is the Brass Tax Podcast. We're going to be uploading this there as well as some other um, some other platforms. And we're also going to release the audio version of this episode as usual. Um, also, if you want to uh, meet some more weirdos and kind of jump into the discussion about the show, join our Brass Tax Podcast Discord. And if you have any suggestions for anything you'd like covered in the show or anything that you think might um, that we might enjoy featuring, send, that, send any any and all suggestions to therealbrasstax at gmail.com. And until next week, go fuck your mother. We can't encourage, you know, ass eating at this time, so. 
Oh yes, and we will be posting a um, invite link to the Discord in our social medias. Oh, thank you, thank yes. you. Just say, you know, you gotta stay sanitary out there, so. Wash your hands. <laughs>